I said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we're going to get started uh, with uh, Ukraine a little bit, just a little bit, and get into some other things. Uh, we're going to continue on this culture to- culture uh, uh, analysis uh, with respect to race and wokeism. And uh, the things that we've been doing, we were doing yesterday, um, we're going to, it's a continuum of that. And we're going to talk a little bit about globalism today. But we have a couple of news items uh, that we want to uh, talk about as well. Um, and we're going to get to those. So uh, Anthony Blinken, um, you know, he, uh, the Washington Post wrote this just recently, and then Hot Air picked up on it. The post-Ukraine war is no longer newsworthy. Washington Post said that. And Hot Air reported that they said that. That Blinken et al., you know, Blinken and his cohorts, uh, Jake Sullivan and all those morons, um, exterminated a good portion of its young people. Uh, Ukraine, you know. Uh, Blinken and his cohorts and this war have literally exterminated a good portion of Ukraine's young people. And Blinken is the CEO and founder of an organization called West Exec, and there's a few other groups as well. Um, Albright uh, comes to mind. Uh, there's a lot of different um, uh organizations that play a role in perpetuating the war in Ukraine. And what they get in return for that is when a billion dollars gets sent over to Ukraine, a portion of those proceeds are mandated because it's our money, right? So they say, you have to hire these companies. This is the list of companies. You know, it's sort of like a purchasing department in a big company. 
It's like this is a list of the approved vendors. It's it's no different than a purchasing company's guidelines. If if you didn't have it that way, then you'd have the purchasing company setting up all kinds of shell companies and running sales through a big huge corporation through their own shell companies and marking stuff up and and profiting from it. So they need guidelines in place in order to prevent kickbacks and cronyism and fraud, waste and abuse, right? So they have these vendor lists, but when they send Ukraine billions of dollars in, in money, you have to use the West exec, you have to use Albright, you have to use the Carlisle group. You have to use all these different groups, okay? And those groups are hiring all the friends and family members of politicians and 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 um, people that you know that support you or donate to your campaign or what have you. And in the case of Anthony Blinken, he was the bag man for uh, the Penn Biden Center, hiding all the anonymous Chinese money that was coming into the Penn University. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because one of the questions that was asked of the Penn University president before she was fired is, you know, what did Biden do for the money that was going into the Biden Center? He was getting $400,000 a year for what? Oh, he did a couple of things. Uh, we, we, we had him doing some stuff. But it was his name on it that was sort of like bringing in some money. And it was a win-win because Biden was getting kickbacks and all kinds of gravy train money. Uh, it was laundered properly um, because nobody knew that he was getting paid from China, by China because China was sending it anonymously you know, influencing Penn's behavior in terms of Chinese policy. Because, you know, after you get all that bank of money, cash, cash money, you're going to do what they tell you to do. You're not going to do anything that's going to say, you know, Chinese suck, right? They're, what about the Uyghurs? You know, what about the slave labor camps? What about all that? What about the unfair trade tactics at the Paris Agreement? And the TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership. What about all that? What about ESG and what about climate? You guys are burning five times more coal now than you ever were before. Nah, no one's going to say anything about that. Neither is Greta, Greta Thunberg. She just wants to say that if you want to protect the world, you protect the banks. But she doesn't care about China. She only cares about the globalists in the West because she's working for the globalists in the West. Why? Because they want to they control you. You're someone they can control. They don't want you to get into manufacturing, get your hands dirty. They want you to push paper around and be meaningless. And the reason why is because they know that that's too is going to end. And they're going to have universal basic income. And it's going to be the end of the road for, for that, uh, for you. You know, just like... Uh, 
the World Economic Forum says people are going to become useless. Bottom feeders, just consuming energy and food, and what's the point of even having you around? That's the way they see it. So Blinken et al. exterminated a good portion of Ukraine's young people, laundered all the tax dollars right back into his West exec company, plundered their economy infrastructure so that the whole thing can be blamed on Putin. <laughs> Putin textbooks, Russian textbooks said uh, that Biden won the election in a rigged election over Donald Trump. The textbooks call the, our, the United States 2020 election rigged. I love it. You know who said that? Newsweek. Newsweek said that. That's no, like, conspiracy. You know, that's a big... They got their name on a building in Manhattan right on Long Madison Avenue. Oh, and 10% for for the big guy. Washington Post decides it's time to move on. (laughs) About Ukraine. So there was this uh, incident at an airport where somebody says, these malignant narcissists think... Everyone must be forced to validate their mental illness. By mental illness, I'm talking about the trans people. And, you know, how they, yeah, a dude, you know, shoots himself with estrogen and decides he's a female and still can't have babies, though. <laughs> That's impossible. But um, nevertheless gets offended because the person working behind the airline counter called him a Sir, <laughs> you know, the guy had whiskers, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, um, but somehow he thought he was a woman that day and he was part of his mental illness. But if you don't adhere to their mental illness, you will then get hit up with a human rights violation. And, you know, in a few years when we have our social credit score systems, That'll be a check mark, black mark against you. It's sort of like red flag laws. Red flag laws are those laws that say, you looked at me wrong, so therefore you get a red flag, and that, that'll go against your ability to get a gun. Right? Second Amendment, uh, be damned because of the red flag laws. You know about those red flag laws, right? Look it up. But these malignant narcissists, think everyone must be forced to validate. Well, these two guys, these 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 guys look like look like tough guys. They work in an airport and they look like they're in, sort of in baggage, you know, working outside. Cuz one has a vest on and another is doing something. He's not like sort of into this whole customer service thing. And he just looks like a tough black dude. There's two black dudes here working for Delta. And what's interesting about it is they're like I don't know who you are. I don't really care, but you'll, you're a man, right? And it turns out that this, this, this mentally ill man that wants to be a woman or something is good friends with Dylan Mulvaney and is doing podcasts with Dylan Mulvaney and has a TikTok where he shoots himself, tries to teach kids how to shoot themselves in the leg with estrogen. I'm really disturbed. Someone probably should be arrested for probably uh, uh, 
inappropriately uh, approaching children. But that's, you know, that's the world we're living in right now. But let's, let's take a listen to Delta Airline employees talking to this dude. What about when an adult employee misgenders I'm you so intentionally? While, she's talk, while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. Wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's it also. Well, okay. she did do it intentionally twice. Okay, so you're talking to me too. You said she, and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have Port Authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. What about when adults him? I'm good. I'll just put this on. Yeah, the guy knew this guy wasn't playing. And that's the way it should be. And that's the way it's happening right now. I love that Vivek Ramaswamy is calling this out openly and proudly and saying that this is a mental illness. And then at the same time, you had someone like Ben Shapiro. I played a clip yesterday. Uh, calling this with no animos. No, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to the person that's struggling right now. But it's a mental illness. And as soon as we start to really frame it and put a frame around this portrait and really make it simple for, you know, whoever can't seem to figure this out, gender dysphoria is a mental illness. And it's great that we've been able to say it instead of hiding behind political correctness and allowing them to have the, uh, the floor on this subject because we're afraid, so afraid to, to intro- encroach on their feelings. Remember Josh Hawley? We had that exchange we played with you, for you and uh, it was about... Um, him asking if a guy could get pregnant or something like that. And the woman was like, and your whole line of questioning is uh, transphobic, is what she said. She had like three nose rings. She looked like she was from Zimbabwe. and But she was an academic teaching her children, right? But in any case, um, she right away went to victimization, right? And she was like saying, you know, that's transphobic. Um, The problem with transphobic is one out of five uh, trans uh, commit suicide because of the pressures of societal pressures and whatever. It's like, look, if you can't handle it, don't do it. That's number one. And number two, (laughs) you know, (laughs) don't bite off more than you could chew, right? (laughs) You might get in over your head. You know, I can't walk a wire especially without a safety net, right? I'm not going to get out there and think that I can. Um, But the thing is, yeah, it's just that they're they're putting themselves, and and the other part is, I like men. Okay, so what? You know, like, why is that important to anybody in this room that you're a dude that likes men? Why? Why do I need to know? T-M-I. TMI. TMI. I don't need to know about your dirty laundry or what you do in your bedroom. or I don't even need to know your politics. I don't need to know your religion. I don't need to know anything about you. I actually think that the, the uh, um, tattoo culture is, is kind of an, a, a subset of that. 
Because there's there are people in this world that decide, you know, I'm conf- I'm self confident. I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in my own skin. And I don't need to stand in an elevator or walk down the street or go to the uh, oh, uh, the the beach and tell everybody what what I re- you know what I represent or what represents me or who I am by all the different billboards on my arms. I don't need to be shouting to the rooftops. Hey, this is who I am. I'm an eagle across my chest. That's what ma- that's what makes me. That's my jam. You know, that's that's me, my jam is is that. Right? I'm telling everybody about my inner secrets. This is who I am. I don't need to tell people who I am. And I'm okay with that. But some people do, and that's fine and fair game. And some people want to express themselves and that's also great. You can do that. It's a free country. But I, I just Taking a look at it from a, an objective perspective, you know, people that want to constantly tell people what their sexual persuasion is. And it used to be that you'd stand up and say, I'm coming out, I'm gay. And then be like, oh, okay, that's so courageous of you. And now it's sort of like if you do that at the Oscars on Hollywood, it's like, well, yeah, everybody's doing that and getting rewarded for it. It's almost like, you know, when's that shift going to change? You know, when's that sea change going to happen? Where it's it's becoming a little bit passe and uncool to do it because you're just looking for clicks or you're looking for some attention. And that's all these things are when you wear, you know, if you if you put, you know, I'm great across your knuckles in a tattoo, you know, I am great, <laughs> you know. I mean, okay, great. That's that. That's what represents you. That's what makes you tick. That's your. That's your jam. It's the other phrase I can't stand. That's my jam. But um, in any case, this is the culture we're living in right now, where people want to say and and talk and shout and show. You know, they want to they want to glam it up. Um, but that does not that 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 does not represent what's in your soul. Just be yourself. Be happy with who you are. But um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell people what to do. But I'm just saying that a lot of this stuff that we're dealing with today in our culture is getting a little out of hand, and people just have to shut their mouth. You know, like families go to go to the store or wherever, and they're subjected to this stuff and bombarded by it whether it's they turn on a Netflix or even a Nickelodeon now, or they send their kids to school or they drive down the road or they turn on a TV and there's a commercial that's suggesting something. You know, like Joe Biden said, every single uh, commercial, there's a mixed race couple. And that's not normal, really. I, I don't really care whether you're mixed race or not. Um, that, that That doesn't bother me at all. I'm just saying, you could kind of tell what they're trying to do by, you know, doing things that are way outside of the natural order of things, you know, and they're selling something. What are they selling and why are they selling it? That's the question. So the person 
filming a, uh, this trans person filming to be it appears to be a friend of Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, of course. It's always an agenda. Delta employee fed up with the pronoun police and threatens to kick man out of LaGuardia Airport who whined about being misgendered. Give this man a raise. Wasn't intent. Yeah, so they they were basically quoting him. This was uh, a person I follow called Colin Rugg. He's like a news guy, a real news guy. So the Russian, like I, as I said earlier, Russian textbooks say Trump lost in rigged election. <laughs> That's Newsweek. He reported that the Russians' textbooks were saying that. And it's true. It was a rigged election. And here's the other thing that's a little scary, folks, and pay attention to this. You got Joe Biden building a bunker in his Delaware um you know, fortifying the security in his Delaware home, right? And then you have uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the the, the guy that sh- shut down the Scott Adams shows, or Scott Adams Facebook page permanently, his main one. That's me. Uh, that would be me. Uh, because I posted a picture of Hunter Biden wearing a scarf and a thong. <laughs> Uh, they shut my account down for forever <laughs> for that. So I just I just go on Twitter X, right? That's all I do, and uh, it's good there. It's good. I'm happy. Um, but I got to tell you, he's building a bunker in Hawaii. I imagine Oprah will build one, and you just have to wonder: like, are we f- a- approaching Armageddon? Do they know something we don't? That's the question. So two teenage girls, a 14 and a 16-year-old, were stabbed in the Grand Central Station in New York City by a man who said he wanted all the white people dead. Hmm. Will the media report this as a hate crime? The girls were visiting from South America when the suspect, Stephen Hutcherson, allegedly attacked them. I want all the white people dead. I want to sit next to the crackers, the man reportedly said after he got kicked out of a restaurant. The girls were rushed to the hospital with with non-life-threatening injuries. Hutcherson was arrested twice in the past six months. New York City is a mess. So, you know, once again, all this racial craziness it doesn't affect normal people that are listening to this Scott Adams show or or me or, you know, like people with a healthy brain. But it's affecting those people that are on the fringe, those people that are really struggling, those people that have PTSD, those people that don't have the, evol- you know, like a, an education uh, or haven't evolved or haven't been brought up properly. And they can't see, you know, the light, uh, the way you see the light. And uh, there are people on the fringe in our society. There are people that are hungry. There are people that are sick. And there are people that are dealing with things that you and I aren't dealing with. And they're on the fringe. And it's this rhetoric that we're seeing in society to where you can handle it, There's about 20% of society that can't. 
handle it. And they crack. And they break. It's just like any war movie you've ever seen. You get your heroes and you get your people that can't hack it. You can't get your people that can't make it through boot camp. Right? You've seen all those movies, those archetypes. Yeah, there are people, there's people of different strengths up and down the spectrum. And right now, the, the, the world we're living in is cracking people up. The bottom 20% of people that can't hack and aren't as strong are cracking up. They just can't take it anymore. And frankly, probably those people are dealing with stresses that you and I would have a challenge dealing with. You know, financial stress, food poverty, poverty in general, cold nights, broken hearts, disrespect, you know, a whole host of things. So let's just all pray for them, right? And hope that it gets better. So there's another little story here. Is King Charles is spending Christmas at his Sandringham estate, which boasts 20,000 acres of land and hundreds of servants, and he spends just two weeks of the year here. And not one rooftop in this castle is there a solar panel. <laughs> Do you... Uh, okay, we're going to go ahead and take a caller because it came through. Um, caller, you're on the air. Hello. I just, I really appreciate your show. I've been listening for so many years, I can't believe it. You're my morning coffee, buddy. Uh, thank <laughs> but you. But I just have a request. I have a request. One of the things that I find somewhat annoying about your program is that you often have these wonderful clips that you play, and it's very important for us to listen to those clips, but sometimes I really would like to share them with other people. And it's so important, I think, for you to tell who is on the clip so that we can possibly look for the same source. And even after the clip is played, to please tell us who the person is so we can track it down and share that same information with others in our groups. All right. Uh, duly noted, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. And Paul, Paul does the same thing. He'll play something, and it's wonderful, and we'd like to share it with other people who don't get up early in the morning and listen to your show. I, I will say this. Most of my resources, uh, any clips that I play, are on yes. my Twitter feed. So if people were to go to twitter.com slash scottadamshow, um, or yeah. just search for Scott Adam Show on Twitter, you'll find okay. all of the clips, because... I queue all of my audio, pretty much all of my okay. audio, up on my Twitter. Okay, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, the, the one I really wanted to get the other day was all the salaries that, like, Chuck Schumer, not salaries, the uh, bags of money that the... That's right. Oh, yeah, that was... I, got a, million, I, I could not write it down fast enough. I got a lot of feedback <laughs> on that, and uh, I might play that clip again. I'll have to dig for it, well, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, it kind of disturbs me how our, 
our government currently is preparing themselves for an all-out war in our country while leaving us citizens is yeah. open to unbelievable hardships in the future. It yeah. pains me. Anyway, thank you for your show. Thank you for doing what you do for Red State Radio, and I do so appreciate your All right. uh, morning shows. Thank, thank you, you so much. All right, take care. Okay. All right, happy new year. All right. Um, yeah, we'll do a better job at that. Um, all right, so King Charles doesn't put any solar panels. Just like we played a clip yesterday from Bill Gates who says, yeah, I probably do consume. I have the biggest carbon footprint on the face of the planet, whatever. You know, so it's that kind of thing. It's it's rules for thee, but not for me. Uh, okay, so California Governor Gavin Newsom, I'm just going through a couple of news but bit items because they're also important. California Governor New- uh, Gavin Newsom signed a law, <laughs> okay, signed a law to raise the minimum wage for last for the for fast food workers to $20 an hour. In response to the new law, California Pizza Hut operators are laying off all their delivery drivers one month before the law goes into effect. 1,200 jobs eliminated overnight. Other fast food chains in California have announced price hikes on the, on the menu. And you better believe that this is just going to pass uh, push automation. That's all it is. So Gavin Newsom acts like he cares. He knows. He's smart enough to know what the reaction is going to be. He's smart enough to know that corporations are going to adopt ad- automation. And I would, not be, uh, I would not be surprised. Listen up. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't already invested in automation companies who are guaranteed to get the contracts. So think about it. You do a policy like that, raising the $20 minimum wage, Hardly anybody but someone like on the Scott Adams show is going to tie this together, right? Nobody thinks outside the box. But you better believe that he and Nancy Pelosi and a whole bunch of other people are already probably seed money, creating seed money for automation for burger flippers, for burger flipper automation mechanisms, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. And then they can also go after companies to put them out, out of contention for a bid and and greenlight other companies. You know, it's, it's just what it is. So he's going to benefit one way or the other. So knowing that these corporations, Pizza Hut and whoever, are, are, are going to avoid paying $20 an hour and they're going to buy automation equipment and that automation equipment stock is going to go up and Gavin Newsom would have already invested. So would Nancy Pelosi. That's the way it's done, folks. And they, they, they groom the way it's supposed to work. And, uh, you know, they, they make it so it's a no-brainer, no, no contest win. And it's a financial coup for them. They are, they're always making... 20, 30, 40% return on their investment based on that insider information that allows them to trade and buy low and sell high. So 
the other thing is, where are these people going to go, these delivery people, and where are they going to go for jobs now? And how is that going to affect the people that are coming across the border looking for jobs? I mean, it it's scary out there. And it doesn't make sense. Neither does Gavin Newsom. More inflationary policy from Gavin Newsom. High, highest poverty rate in the nation. He has the highest gas taxes in the nation. He has the highest state income tax in America. He has record homelessness in California. So, socialism doesn't work. Socialism is a philosophy, according to Winston Churchill anyway, and he's no slouch, right? I mean, he's pretty smart, right? He was. So socialism, Winston Churchill says this, socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance. Let's see, let's read this again. I want you to get the whole thing, because I had to read it twice before I I got it. Socialism is is a philosophy of failure. So, philosophy of failure. The creed of ignorance and the gospel of envy. That's where they divide each other. Its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. Wow. Winston Churchill knew. All right. So, um, this Dom Luker guy uh, on Twitter kind of has a lot of stuff that some of it's right, some of it's not so right, but he's edgy. And I said, he said, he said, I revealed that Joe Biden was building an underground bunker in his Delaware home two weeks ago. A week later, it was revealed that Mark Zuckerberg, along with 14 other billionaires, are building underground bunkers. All of these will be completed before the winter of 2024. Hmm. Kind of makes you go, things that make you go, uh. <laughs> so here's a, here's a, it's a, there's a video associated with this. And when we start doing video, we're probably going to show this stuff. But two black women uh, from New York, it says, I'm reading this, Andy No, No, uh, he was famous uh, for this Portland, got hit by bricks and stuff. All right, so two black women from New York and London allegedly attacked staff at a nail salon in Asia over a dispute about service prices. Without white guilt, CRT, or DEI norms, the two were arrested by authorities at an airport in Bali before they could leave and were pardoned, or then were paraded, paraded in front of cameras in prisoner outfits. They look like fools. And they got the book thrown at them. That was according, that was printed up in the Daily Mail. And Andy No uh, wrote that tweet that I just read to you. Um, but yeah, this is how you stop this stupid crime from stupid people. You know, this this kind of crime where people are just looting and gang gang ba- gang bangers and um cra- smash and grabs i mean smash and grabs not gang bangers but probably both so here there's a uh show on um i think it's 
I don't know what channel it's on. It says history. Do you see the movie Hidden Figures about a black woman who defeated segregation at NASA to get us to the moon? School children all over the country watched in it, it in elementary schools as if it was historically accurate. The truth? It's a lie designed to advance the DEI political agenda. Hidden Figures was fiction. It turns out NASA was never segregated, and the character from the movie had been running the unit since the 40s and never had to use a color-only bathroom. It was fiction to create a narrative based on a lie. And so from Wikipedia, the film set in NASA Langley Center in 1961 depicts segregated facilities such as the West Area Computing Unit. So they go on, and they have the picture of these three black women, and in the headline it says, based on the uh, based on the something unearthed true story, hidden figures. And it was a total lie. So um, this was a really good clip. A true leader, if you if we do if we try and this is about Trump. Uh, back when he was had Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi in the White House, they were threatening a government shutdown. He says, I'll own it. But listen what he says about border security. And you should see the body language. Uh, crocodile tears Chuck Schumer, you know, is way, way out of his leg because he's been in the government too long. He lost his competitive edge. But let's take a listen. I'll say, yes, if we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And I, I am proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. He did that on full display, full display of America. And I got to tell you, um, that was great. And I want you to listen to this. Someone on Telegram. This is this is really really great. Take a listen to this. All right, this is about Donald Trump. Shared this rant, and it's brilliant. Imagine if President Trump would have sent the FBI to raid Barack Obama's personal residence. Just picture that for a moment. They would have called him a dictator. Oh, wait, they called him that anyway. Could someone remind me of literally anything Trump did to be considered a dictator? Was it lowering taxes, cutting regulations, ending wars, bringing troops home, lowering funding to NATO, the UN, the WHO, opportunity zone programs for impoverished neighborhoods, giving low-level nonviolent inmates a second chance, fixing mandatory minimums, launching a worldwide effort to stop persecution of gays, deporting MS-13, protecting our borders, crusading against human and child trafficking, bringing back manufacturing facilities, evening out our suspiciously lopsided trade tariffs, getting our soldiers' remains back from North Korea, getting terminal patients the right to try, record highs in our stock market, getting big pharma to match low prices abroad, reaching energy independence, brokering peace deals all over the Middle East, record low unemployment, keeping gas and inflation majorly down, donating a salary to different organizations like the ones fighting opioid addiction every quarter, and doing this for free, telling the American public how much he loved them over and over. I want to know. I want you to show your anti-Trump friends this and ask them what on earth Trump did to be considered a dictator. It's criminal how underreported his deeds were, but what's even more criminal is how underreported this 
administration's tyranny has been. And now you can add the rating of President Trump's personal home to this long list. This is not okay. Yeah. Now, if anybody wants to hear that again, um, I got that from Recall Katie Hobbs over on Twitter. But I posted that on my Twitter feed, so you can get that there. It's uh, it's on uh, twitter.com slash uh, Scott Adams show. And that's what that that's where you can get that. Um, also, uh, you can pick up our podcasts if you ever want to hear our shows. Um, you can go to scottadamshow.com and our whole SoundCloud, the last 20, I think it's the last 15 shows are listed with description. Um, so you can listen to any one of our shows. Uh, last 15 shows are easy to get to. Just go to scottadamshow.com. All right, but I, I thought that was pretty great. So fireplace wood-burning ban was put into effect on Christmas Day by California state planners. Now extended through Wednesday. Ironically, California's homeless can burn bonfires and even major freeway under on uh, under f- major freeway underpasses without consequence. Can you believe that? You know that say, you know we have to protect ourselves against fires. So the embattled Harvard president Claudine Gay wouldn't share research when academics questioned data in 2001 Stanford paper. You know, of course, she plagiarized. She's like this moron with the big black glasses, you know, that makes her look smart, but she's got like a pea for a brain in her head. She's the president of Harvard who couldn't tell you what a woman was if it if she was uh, if her life depended on it. I mean, it's pretty nuts. Banks terminate 60,000 workers in one of the biggest, <laughs> bleakest years for the industry since 2008. What? I thought Bidenomics was doing all great. So that's according to uh, uh, the uh, Financial Times. The Financial Times wrote that. Um, banks terminate 60,000 workers in one of the biggest, bleakest years for the his industry since 2008. What? I forget, but what happened in 2008? Uh, oh, yeah, got it. Got it. All right, I want to hear, I want you to hear this. Um, you know, we talk about the Middle East and we talk about what's going on there. Um, but I want you to hear something that Thomas Sowell said. Thomas Sowell is one of my favorite thinkers. Man, he is so brilliant. So let's just take a listen to what Thomas Sowell had to say. I thought this was somewhat profound. I thought it was profound. I have something that I'm going to add to this. I'm going to talk, reinterpret, you know, what he said, and I'm going to give some analysis to it. But then I'm also going to, I think we're going to be able to add something to that, um, if I can remember what I was thinking. All right, let's take a listen. You have... uh a chapter, that's the first chapter is uh, black, rednecks, and white liberals. The second chapter is, are Jews generic? Mm-hmm. Why the jump to from black, rednecks, and white liberals to are Jews generic? What's the point? 
Well, this, this book is really about ethnic and cultural issues in general. So there's a chapter on the Jews, there's a chapter on the Germans, and then there's a chapter on history in general. So that, that's, uh, they're, they're lumped together because they're all cultural ethnic issues. Fascinating story because among the, 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 the middleman minorities, of which the Jews are the most prominent, uh, the hostility to these people in countries around the world is out of all proportion to that, to any other kind of group I can think of. Uh, in terms of the violence, uh, the, vi the number of, uh, of uh, black, the number of Chinese killed, let's say, in one year, uh, and by mob action, exceeds all the blacks lynched in the entire history of the United States. And the number of Armenians killed in, uh, in Turkey, you know, during the First World War, is greater than that. And of course, the number of Jews slaughtered on a number of occasions in history, even before the Holocaust, is greater than that. So that the question is, why this particular kind of people? are the targets of so much uh, us, venomous hatred. And I think the answer is that um, they, not, they not only succeed, they succeed in a way which is a threat to the egos of other people. But the guy who c comes here, let's say from Vietnam or Korea, and arrives here with little more than the clothes in his back and a few word broken, words of broken English, uh, and a decade later he has his own little business, and you see his son a few years after that getting ready to go off to Harvard or MIT, You've got to ask yourself, you've either got to, you know, you, you, you've got to hate yourself for saying, my God, I've, I've been stagnating, this guy was nothing, and now he's risen up. Or you're going to have to hate him. Uh, years ago, one uh, official of one of the Jewish organizations in New York asked me, well, what can Jews themselves do uh, in order to minimize the hostility they face? And I gave him a one-word answer, fail. Because as long as you succeed, you're going to be hated. All right, so, so that, that's one thing. Uh, he also talked about ego. So ego, right? Ego, you know, people, people want to chop down a winner. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, but the other aspect of it is I think that they're, ha they're hated by certain people today. Um, that was 25 years ago, by the way. But they're also hated because uh, they're successful, um, that's, that's one, um, but they're segregated. That's two. They're segregated and they only hire their own. Remember like the Freemasons, you know, only hire their own, you know, I'm a Freemason, so I should get an advantage, right? I'm not a Freemason, but I mean, there are, I've heard this about those clubs, right? I've never been a member of that, but, um, in any case, the point that I'm making is that America prefers integration over segregation. The difference, though, between the Jews and, say, and, and, and the Asians and the, and the blacks, if, if they stay in their pockets like they do, like, like they sometimes do, is that they um, the the Jews figured we're a small minority, and we're we're gonna get we're gonna we see the path to success as as much education as you can get, and so we're gonna do that. We're gonna pursue that, and we're gonna get there. And then once we get to the top, we're only gonna hire other Jews, and they and we're only gonna marry. Our spouse, we're never going to cross bloodlines. We're going to stay within our faith. 
and we're only going to marry other Jewish people. You know, and there's a lot of that going on to this day, I think more than any other group. I think Asians would be second, and blacks would be third, and whites would be fourth, Hispanics, whatever. People tend to, you know, stay with their own kind to a certain degree. So, like, again, more so than the interracial stuff that we see on TV all the time, which is, like, 100%. But it is interesting, though, that the black culture got caught up in the civil rights welfare programs that created incentives for breaking up the nuclear family. And Jewish people, they wanted to build, and they had big families. They had big cars. They went on big vacations to the Catskill Mountains with their seven kids. And it was a whole different structure. And they had very traditional and old-fashioned rules and guidelines and traditions. Tradition, right? And so there's a lot of that going on that made them successful because they played by the rules. And like Amy Wax said in this great interview, um, that she gave to with Bill O'Reilly in 2005. You know, if you play by the rules in this society, you will make it. You will get ahead, you know, by uh, getting married and then having uh, some children and, you know, doing things step by step, staying out of trouble, getting an edu- edu- higher education and working hard and playing right and, and, and not getting involved in drugs or, or alcohol. You know, all those things are super important. And if you play by the rules, you will make it in, in, in America. But the rules were manipulated by the government, creating false incentives that were ridiculous. And black people got caught up in that whole thing. And it's a pro- it was a problem. Asians also took part in the higher education uh, more, than, uh, more than a lot of groups. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott. This is John from Illinois. I uh, wish you a good New Year. Yeah, first you too. All, yeah, John. Happy New Year. Uh, first thing, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, first quick thing, that Bally story is the feel-good story of the year. Which I one? I got to tell you. Which one? Showing attitude. Oh, the nail salon in Bally. Uh, black woman from uh, New York. That's and, uh, right. London yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. That is the feel good story. <laughs> yeah. That just that is no. I knew when you started talking about that. I knew that would be the outcome. Like this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. And they will maintain law and order in the society. It's obvious, but I got to tell you, it it uh, it really warms my heart because that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they Very look simple. like fools. Very simple. And just regarding uh, some of the ethnic stuff, stuff you mentioned earlier, yeah, a lot of that's true with regard to, say, Jewish groups as well. Although there is, you know, their numbers have fallen precipitously with a lot of this third world immigration. And, you know, they may have pushed a lot of this, uh, this uh, you know, social, you know, crystal methamphetamine stuff, that, that whole, you know, the welfare stuff and the whole, you know, the whole new, you know, new thinking the problem is, you know, now they're smoking it too because they're, you know, they're doing some of that, that some same sort of dysfunctional stuff too in terms of family dynamics. That's not, you know, they're they're having one child, one and a half children per, and then they, you know, you end up with what's going on in college campuses. Numbers decline, and it ends up undermining your own cause. 
So right. it's, uh, it's just interesting how that's developed over time. But yep. yeah, spot on with, with the rest of what you're saying. So I just wanted to, that Valley story really uh, caught my eye. So I had to call in and comment on that. I won't, Thank uh, you. I have nothing else to say. All right. All yeah. Right. All right. Take have care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, frankly, I didn't even know it said Asia in the report. I didn't even know it was Bali. So thank you, John, for that. Um, Yeah, that's a great story. So, yeah, I heard this clip uh, with Thomas Sowell and right away I I wanted to uh, uh, engage with it. Um, I have uh, I had a whole different section and a whole new segment that I wanted to get to today. Um, it was basically globalism and, and de- you know, like where we're heading and what, what we're doing. And uh, I'm trying to look through some things and figure out what I can and cannot play. Oh, I'll go ahead and play this one. This is, uh, this is good. Okay. This is uh, not globalism. This is about the Colorado State Court ruling. And this is all we have time for today. But uh, uh, this is, um, I forget the guy's name, but I I know him, and he's really smart. And uh, he talks about the Colorado State ruling of taking Trump off the ballot. This is a badly judged banana republic election interference. Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove President Donald Trump from the ballot is a nakedly partisan, anti-democratic decision that ignores the law. And here's four reasons why. First, the court invoked Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. But individuals who are elected, such as the present vice president, are not officers within the meaning of Section 3. Second, no federal court has convicted Trump of engaging in insurrection or rebellion. The Senate acquitted Trump of that charge in his second impeachment. Third, some scholars assert that Section 3 doesn't even exist anymore as a legal matter after Congress passed two amnesty acts, one in 1872 and one in 1898. Finally, prior court rulings have held that Section 3 is not self-executing, and Congress has never passed any federal law providing for enforcement, meaning that courts have no legal authority to enforce Section 3. This is a bad, so badly judged banana republic election interference. Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove President Donald Trump from the ballot is a nakedly partisan, anti-democratic decision that ignores the law. And he- there it is. There's the whole sentence right there. <laughs> I wanted to get that. Um, yeah, that's true. So you know, um, I had this guy. Uh, I, I just can't remember his name, but I it's this video, this audio is on my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Scott Adams show. Follow me over on the X.com platform. Follow, follow me and you, you'll get all this stuff. But yeah, this guy is, uh, is, is very smart and he's correct. Hey, check magapack out, magapack.org out, make a donation to keep Scott Adams show commercial free. Use red state over at my We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.